0: You're listening to a 1FM podcast.
1: And welcome to the AFL Opening Bounce, as we are already one game into the AFL 2022 Finals, and the first game was last night, and won by the Lions in a thriller of a game. Each time we get on air, we probably say, oh look, we think that's the game of the season. Well, I think that topped it again last night. So, I'm Jason Asplund, here in the studio, live and
2: local on 1FM,
1: with the boys, of course, Sydney the Bridge, on Bridges.
2: Great, good to be here, yes uh... I, was, I had to go to Sydney through the week to do a termite Sydney course. Sydney in Sydney. And I, well, <laughs> you're funny you say that. One bloke says, oh, how are you going? And I said, what's your name? And he said, oh, I'm Joe and whatever. And he said, what's yours? And I said, I'm Sydney. He said, I don't mean where you are. What's your name? I said, no, my name, it took me two minutes to get him to c- understand that my name is Sydney. It was really funny. Anyway, I'm driving back last night and the, listened to footy on the radio. And it was an exciting game to listen to. Uh, and everyone says it was a terrific game to watch. So... A quirky end What are your thoughts?
1: And of course Our show would be nothing without Mark the Statsman
3: Owens Marky, how you doing? How you going boys? Hello listeners What a great start to the final series for 2022 last night Thanking Joe Madigan for the last couple of hours here at 1FM 98.5 Live and local Done a great music mix And I believe that's Richmond's narrowest defeat in a final in their history Yeah Two points Well Well, it was Look as a game of football, I listened
1: to the first half and it was lead change after lead change and uh, I got to the TV about oh, a minute to go before half-time as it's normal when you, you do bits and then you've got to sit and watch 20 minutes worth of ads before you get more footy. But I didn't want to turn it off because I wanted to see actually some of the footage of what had happened in that first half. and 17 lead changes it took to find a winner in that game. Controversial finish, I might add Well, let's go to the score first 16 goals, 10-106 16 goals, 8-104 So, four more scoring shots Said that gave the Lions uh, Or two more scoring shots, sorry Gave the Lions a two-point victory And, yeah, look Let's talk about the, the... Goal review first Then I guess That's probably Where you're going Bridges Yes Now you listened To it So you couldn't See it You had the Commentator's yeah. eyes What what, what did you get it From the radio's Perspective
2: The radio's Perspective was Yeah it was Above the post Was it Straight over the post Would it have Touched the post Or whatever The umpire Called it a goal And they looked At the footage And whatever else And they said Well it has to be A goal because That shows us Nothing different To what the umpire it Doesn't show us Enough to change a verdict, that was their opinion, but we got to change a verdict.
1: Okay, Statsy you would have seen it on the tube um, and what did you think of it looking at it from the footage and the angle
3: because I'll give you my view in a minute I saw it here listening to the National Indigenous Radio Service last night, great coverage by the way by Darren Jackson Matt Ridley and Anthony Corey, it's probably the last time we'll see uh, those commentators this season, probably won't get another Gabba game, but look I just felt it was too inconclusive to turn the decision over. It should have stood as umpire's call. Now, I say that... Now, I backed Brisbane last night because I thought they were a good price at the Gabba. But I, I feel that that goal should have stood. Uh, look, uh, when you look at the angles
1: and you look at the angle that I think they made the decision on, which was the one about 45 degrees out in the field, so you're looking at it from the field, from the player's point of view, I guess... It does look like it's above the post, but you're looking at it not straight on. you know at that distance, six inches either side mm. and you can't tell that 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 was whether it hit the post or not. So I think they got it right, but I see no way they could have overturned that because they couldn't have known they were right. The other part that goes to it is and th- this is where this guy wants it real. you could get spuds, you'd get spuds for it. Tom Lynch no emotion no nothing the, the goal umpires called it a goal he didn't celebrate or nothing there was no I'm um, no, no. uh, there's a reason as to
3: why no there, there is a reason as to only why A he very, very he missed and he lost the ball in the lights at the Gabba he came out and said it today oh please he thought he, he lost the ball in the lights so he could not see who
1: cares it's a final you run round and make out you kicked it your team's going to go and be doing the bits. Everybody, you, that you, it's a bluff them thing. You know, like, I, I can't believe that in, in a final with all that on the line, uh, he would not have had had the emotion to do it. His
3: body language He suggests, couldn't see it. He wasn't sure. Then bluff it. The one thing I will say, I don't understand why he kicked it so high in the first place. He screwed it up, he to, was, be, was, to be honest. He like, lined, but, that aside Did not did you think he lined up as if he was It looked like he was going to do
0: a
1: drop punt And then at the last second he tried to fling it around That's what it looked like So I think he was
3: in two minds with his kick For me to turn the umpire's call uh, Against uh, the original decision You have to be definitive and it wasn't. There was no footage that I saw last night That was definitive that, that You could say one way or the other It was or wasn't a goal oh, I I still think it should not
1: have been changed, but I think they got the right call. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I was talking with Brock earlier, and we've fixed their... Um, we, we've, uh, we've come up with the idea and we can fix their whole review system. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, so this could be important. Th- this, this is just rocket science. This is, uh, I'm surprised the AFL don't do this already. What we're going to do is we're going to have 10 fans, right, out in the crowd... All live on the phone, okay? So after every kick, and we're not real sure, we're just going to ring up Joe Blow, who's in that right angle, (laughs) and we're going to ask him, mate, was it a goal? Because that's about as close as their footage, their actual quality of their technology really is. They might as well just spread 10 guys around and guess. Mm. They might as well just get rid of the whole system. Now, that being said, okay, Richmond screwed up. that, That should have been a goal. It should never have been in question. Like Lynch should have nailed that goal. That's what he's paid to do. Uh, he was best on ground near enough to before Ask before Mike that.
2: King how hard it is to be, do what you're told.
1: Yeah. Okay. But then let's go up the other end of the ground. Tom Berry gets a mark. When probably should never have got that far up the ground. But the Brisbane Lions did well and they moved the ball quite well. Berry takes a mark. It's touched off the boot. So in my mind, I'm instantly thinking, well, there's no way this is going to get marked and turned into a goal. And what the Richmond do? tap it straight down to Joe Danaher like it was at the other end of the ground and they were tapping it to Lynch and Danaher kicks a goal in amongst about five Richmond players Mm. Uh, he couldn't have written that script like the ball would have fallen in his hands and he would have just put it on the boot and gone nah that didn't happen (laughs) there's no way that just happened
2: well we can go backwards and forwards it was a terrific game as you say 17 lead changes and at times, it looked like Richmond were going to get away. What was the
3: highest margin was, was 17 it? points? Oh, I'd right? be lucky if it was that.
2: Yeah, I think it got
3: to that. Yeah, it got to something like 17 points uh, In half- halfway, Just under three goals.
2: Three quarters of the way through the third term. And then Brisbane kicked a couple, just one on the, near the siren and whatever, to get back to five points. But at those times, it just looked like Bri- Richmond were going to get away, and then Brisbane held firm, carried the day. Well done, Brisbane. A lot, you know, me and a lot of other people included,
3: didn't think they had it in them. So, a, a terrific win for Brisbane. It's a great win for them, and I'll I'll be honest, I've bagged them at times this year. It really, last starts. night on their home deck, they showed a lot of character. Mm-hmm. But it's only a quarter of the job done. You've you've called them pretenders for twenty three weeks. Starts. Well, are they going to win the flag?
1: Well, they're, they're no. Are
3: they going to win the flag? Yes or no? Court of law answer. No. Yes
1: or no? There you go. But uh, they shouldn't have got through last night either. But you've still, you, they've got through, you, you've canned them all year. Well, they should They'd have been just, in the top four. They should have been. Uh, but the Tigers were playing good enough footy that they should have got through last night too, but they didn't.
3: Yeah, and they were very yeah. lucky that Prestia went off at half-time. Did the right team they, what win. What about Agoski going off in yeah, the first five lost, minutes? Yeah, and they lost McEnany. Look, like, and, and McStay went into the ruck, and, and that ended up being a godsend. And although he lost the hitouts to to Curvis he was contesting around the ground. I thought he played a brilliant role in McStay last night. went forward
2: off of Nan Curvis kicked a goal. So I thought McStay was pretty
3: handy. I, I think that they did well against him. Like Nan
1: Curvis still got 26 touches um, and 41 hitouts. But he only got 350 meters gained, so he didn't get a real lot of use it's with the boot.
2: Not
3: ruckman's job. No meters No, but
1: 14 kicks though. Had but 12 he contested,
3: handballs. and they won the clearances because of his contesting work in that ruck.
1: But if we look at McStay, he's got twi- uh, 23 touches. He kicked a goal. Well, that's a big and big enough thing on its own, and he still got 10 hitouts himself and 300 meters. So six tackles for McStay. So he did well. Uh, look, it was. An interesting game with that because yeah, being down your ruckman five minutes into the game or thereabouts, mm. Mm. that's a bit, uh, when they had no backup ruckman, and the game before against Melbourne, the the bat the the sub was their ruckman, was the ruckman, <laughs> and that would have worked fine. But this time, no, no. Nah, so they had to play Danaher and McStay in the in there the whole time. Now, Danaher was kept pretty quiet until it it counted. There was a lot of, Brock said he's in a few uh, Brisbane groups and uh, they'd already packed his bags and shipped him off to the Bahamas (laughs) because they they were done with him. And then by the end, apparently, the comment was, well, that post didn't age well. (laughs) That's what Brock was telling me there. So the, the fans were not supportive of him, but, gee, he was in the right spot at the right time when it mattered and Brisbane make another game. Lockie Neal not being
3: tagged last night had a ball on a string. Yeah, but that's the way Richmond play though. They don't often tag players, but he tore it up last night. Thirty-nine disposals, nine score involvements, and uh, he was getting a lot of clearances out of that midfield. And he uh, just—it's probably one of the better finals games I've seen an individual play. Albeit at times, uh, Maran Pickett rolled into him at the stoppage. They pretty much let him do his own thing and I like okay they don't tag but when a guy's cutting you up like neil was why would
2: you not say tighten up a bit on him don't let him run free you know like you've got to do something to stop a player that's cutting you to ribbons and if you don't then that's a failure in coaching theory Uh, look so
1: with the game now obviously done and dusted did the right team win in the end? It was a, That was a seesawing battle that could have gone either way. Are you happy with the result the way that it was, boys?
3: Statistically, it pointed towards Brisbane last night. They won the, the handball receives. They won the rebound 50. They won the tackle count. They won the clearances. Uh, they won the contested possession as well. Where Richmond got them at times, was in the air. They were dominant in the air, whereas Brisbane were dominant at ground level. Richmond won the marks 88-64 to 64, inside 50, 17-8 uh, marks inside 50 Richmond's way. But, like, the KPIs all favoured Brisbane. So I suppose if you go looking at it, deep diving on the KPIs, that the the team that finished sixth defeated the team at seventh, so the right team won on the evening.
2: Yeah, no, I'm not sure. I, I, I have no... Real theory on who should have won it. If, if Richmond won, I'd have said fine. Uh, Brisbane won, fine, um, because it was that seesaw. Seventeen lead changes means both were. Uh, just dependent on who happened to be in front when the final siren went. Um, I think the Tigers have got to be
1: disappointed with the way that they finished the last two minutes. Lynch missing, Again. Yep, Lynch missing and knocking that ball to Danaher. Like all they had to do was knock it through for a point, and they're in the gra- they're in the next final. Um, so, look, boys... That's we, a failure, you're right th- That was a, a poor failure. So, well, I've come up with a bit, right? We've got our superstars and our bits and pieces, but let's roll through the finals, and I'm going to give... I've done t- last night's game, and I'm going to give you guys a game each, and we'll... Um, next week, we'll hear some superstars, and we'll, we'll end up with a final superstar. A um, bit cruel to have a final spud because that's probably going to be the, the poor guy that makes the grand final and loses because <laughs> he's played four games, but a superstar. So. I don't
0: know who you are, but you must be some kind of
1: superstar. All right. So, now, this was tough because was, I was on some of the Tigers players because they were really good. And I was on some of the Lions players because they were really good. I thought Jack Rewalt's two goals, in the, that later stages of the game, were just pure class, mm. uh, absolute class. I thought Lynch was in line to to get the, all, all three superstar votes, except he missed that goal. But not only missed that goal, he didn't even try and bluff the umpires through the the video th- guys through. So now, nah. and if
2: they uh, just on that, if the video guys are going, oh, is that or whatever else, they'd have been seeing Lynch in it, and they say, oh, he's walked away. He didn't think it is. Exactly. So it's a final. It leans one way or the other, yeah. Yeah, but Lynch said Yeah, yeah today, I, I can follow th- what Lynch is saying.
1: That He can be saying that, and he might be lying. Who knows whether he's telling the truth or not. Right at that time,
3: he needed well, the blood. What do you mean he's lying? Like, he's in his own head. You're not in his head. He saw the light. Have you ever been on a football field under lights? But he's have got bluff Have you ever been on a football it. field yes, under lights? But he's got Looking bluff Looking at a ball it. going in the no, air, coming mi- in and out, in and out, in and
1: out of lights. You're missing the whole point, Stats. He has to bluff that. Right or wrong,
3: he has to celebrate that goal. Well, he would have looked really silly if he didn't see it and it was a clear point.
1: It was a clear point, but he would have known it was close. So if it's close, well, I'm going to celebrate the goal and I'm going to hope for the best. And he would have seen the goal umpire gave the it gave the signal. Yeah, 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 instead, even when the goal umpire gave the signal, he didn't give any emotion or anything. So maybe he was blinded by I, the lights, and he took a while I to refocus. Really I think he thought it didn't go through. So anyway, he didn't get it because he didn't bluff. That's why, he right or wrong,
3: not a robot. He's, a, he's got two seeing he, eyes of a human being, and when you nah, you are mesmerised by light, you are mesmerised by light. If he doesn't want to play next week, that's his choice. Uh,
1: okay, so one vote goes to Joey Danaher. He got three goals for the game. He got stuck in the ruck a fair bit as well. But just to be lucky enough to be in the right spot at the right time, being the perfect crummer and win the game, that got him a vote. Two
3: final quarter goals out of three.
1: Yep, uh, so that got him a vote. Two votes goes to Charlie Cameron. I thought he, the, the way that, that those couple of goals that he took, one where he had to run through everybody, right spot, right time, but he just knew he was going to do it. He just was there. I, I thought... He gave them that bit of spark that they needed. He didn't have a real lot of the ball, only 11 disposals, but three goals won, and I thought he was really good. And there's only other one one person that could get three votes on a day, and that's Lockie Neal. 39 touches. He had 15 clearances, and I don't even think that's accurate because, um, in fact, I don't think that's accurate at all because it was 15 clearances about just early in the th- fourth quarter. So unless he got no clearances at all uh, in the last... B- of the game which I saw him in I think he probably got more than that but 39 touches 25 of them were handballs but still 450 metres gained but it was the the poise he had in traffic Mm. it was there was tigers falling over all around him and he two steps to the left two
3: steps to the right a handball out and Brisbane were away I disagree with you on the one and two, but the third one, the, the top one, the three votes to Lockie Neal, I agree with. Yeah, look, you could give it to Zach Bailey. You could look at McCluggage. Um, who would you else be bringing up? Well, then? I would have been one to Toby Nankervis in the ruck, who rucked tirelessly and um, won a lot of clearance for Richmond on the evening Yeah, uh, in a losing side. You've got to remember, that only went down by two points. But he also the had second no... one I would have gave to Eric Hitwood who I felt played his best game since he's been at the club. He contested, he brought the ball to the ground to allow the, the Camerons to run onto it, kick three goals at ground level. I thought he was absolutely outstanding, Eric Hipwood. And he kicked straight. Much maligned okay. as well. He kicked straight.
1: And he, he kicked straight. Which, and which, then which? I
3: would have gave three to Lockie Neal.
1: Three to Lockie Neal. Right? Yeah, well, Lockie Neal was, is, was cut and dried. Even if they'd won the Tigers, Lockie Neal still, I think, had to get three votes it was a finals performance it was a brownlow favorite performance and i think uh, if they haven't counted the brownlow votes already you could end up accidentally getting an extra three dropped in there for that performance but anyway that's our three for for this game so uh boys will will break up the other games who wants to do tonight's game who wants the t- the demons and the swans
2: yeah i'm happy to you're that. happy
1: to do that one you'll stay awake that long bridges just tonight after to getting home at three o'clock this morning. <laughs> Statsy, um, should I give you your pies or you don't normally watch your pies, you're normally a radio man. Do you want the bulldogs? No, I don't care. You choose. You choose you, you go with you take your pies, Stats, and you you can tell us whether they were good or not next week and who the three best and I'll take the dockers and the, the bulldogs and we'll tally up a few more votes for our our finals bid as we go through. We're going to jump to a sponsors break. On the other side of the sponsors break, well, we don't have any more games to preview, but Stats has got a few news topics that I think are are pretty important, and we definitely want to get into those. So, you're listening to the AFL Opening Bounce, of course brought to you by Patentinas. They're the BP service station up up the north end of Shepparton there, across from the supermarket. So go and get all your fuel, everything like that, from Joey at Patentina's BP. You're live and local on 1FM.
4: Pat and Tina's BP Service Station North Shepparton has been serving people living in and visiting our region for now more than 50 years. There's no other place you can still experience driveway service delivered with a smile, the old-fashioned way. Supplier of BP Ultimate Fuels, they will wash your windows, check under your bonnet and even do your tyres while you wait. Next time you're filling up, do it at Pat and Tina's BP Service Station. GV Highway, North Shepparton. One of them sponsor. And welcome back to the AFL Opening Bounce. Let the up
1: there Kazales tingle through your spine, especially if you're a Brisbane Lions fan, still running the high of last night, not much better than that. Or if you're a Melbourne and Sydney supporter gearing up, ready to go, and you're listening to us on the drive down to Melbourne, I know Joey and the crew will be listening to us as they're heading down to the uh, G for tonight's big game.
2: He'll be there, there's no doubt about that. He
1: is on his way. So, stats man. I'll move it over to you for a couple of big topics uh,
3: and you can throw us, throw us what you got. I believe that uh, the Tasmanian decision is going to come Tuesday, I believe, where all the club presidents will meet with the AFL to decide whether Tassie get a licence or not this coming Tuesday, the 6th of September. So is that meaning all the real estates are contacting the
1: Suns players and asking them when they're ready to sell? Yeah, I'm not sure.
2: No, the AFL don't want... The AFL are happy to spend money in the Gold Coast. Yeah, So they don't want it to go to uh, Tasmania. Tasmania say they don't want a replaced club. So relocated is the word. Uh, They they don't want that. They want to stand on their own. But uh, to me, there's too many unanswered questions yet. Unless the AFL is going to come and answer all of these questions... On Tuesday to the presidents If you were a president you couldn't say yes or no At the moment.
1: Well, one of the things the AFL I believe has said is you got to build A real stadium.
2: Yeah uh, that's
3: right they're, yeah. They're, That's a big sticking point Ah, uh,
2: But uh, when the Tasmania government Backed up on them for that It's not such a big issue with the AFL anymore They've backed off on that as being the, the deciding factor Well if they haven't got a real stadium Well it's then not
3: a deciding factor but it is a big factor
2: When the 2IC of the AFL went down to Tasmania he said it is a make or break part of the deal how many can fit in um, Giants um, phone box Uh, I think it's about 20,000 thereabouts and how many can fit at Launceston about 10, 12 well my point is it's irrelevant because they don't turn up in Tasmania Tasmanians are not sports sports supporters you can have a cricket you can have a test match down there and you'll get 3,000 people 7,000 people at a game of footy it is pretty cold well, well, what's going to make it change if they've got their own team? Why are they going to come out then? They don't get much big sport down there, but when they do, the public don't turn
1: up. So if they have, do have a team, does that mean that the Hawks and North get shafted and yes. told, yeah, look, boys, you've you got to go back to, to Melbourne. We're no longer going to fund, pour all this money into your club anymore? That's what it says, yes. Well, they wouldn't be wanting that happening because
3: whether they like playing down there or not, it puts a big chunk in their bank balance, I'm sure. Well, I believe the franchise, the Jack Jumpers in the basketball, that they uh, got big crowds too. (laughs) Yeah, because it's not outside. It's not (laughs) cold.
2: Yeah, but you can go back through any test match, any game of football there. There has not been a decent crowd at one of them. Honestly, they don't turn up. So what's the process then? Well, the next part of that is... Are you saying they don't deserve a side... I'm saying they don't deserve a side, yes.
1: But then how does that grow the game in Tasmania? Well... Because that not that the whole gist of this? Is the reason that we've got sides in the Gold Coast, we've got the Giants there, is not because they expect them to win football, but they want to lift the profile of the game so that the young kids start playing football instead of cricket, instead of rugby.
2: Well, they the point I'm getting at here is the AFL blew this back when they started the Giants and the Suns. The first one should have gone to Tasmania then. Okay, they're willing to spend these billions of dollars that they are spending on these new clubs. But the AFL's saying, we're not going to spend this money for Tasmania. You, Tasmania, have to front with this money. We're not doing it. And, you, and the crowds don't don't want to go. Well, I haven't up till now, and I don't see what would make a change. The next part is... is so you've what, got, what you've, decision's going to be made on Tuesday then? Well. Well, this is my question. What is the AFL going do Now, the next part of my question is this. Half t- Hawks go to Launceston and they get half a crowd. The Kangaroos go to Hobart and get half a crowd. But And you're also in Tasmania. You've got a, a bit of a war with, like New South Wales, Victoria. You have the North and the South, of the island. They don't like each other. So where are you going to play the games? Are you going to play half the games in Launceston? I have no idea. In? In um, Hobart Or you're going to build a new stadium And build it in between No, no, I want to get one of the mountains That they've got there
1: Just cut the top off it And put the stadium right on the top of the mountain
0: mm-hmm.
1: There you go so J- just, cool. on,
3: just on Tuesday yeah. uh, You said what they were going to sort of look at yep. Well, I, I believe that the AFL has got a document That they're going to table to all the presidents In relation to the pros and cons Of a Tasmanian Franchise in the AFL. Well, that means that we're nowhere near a decision
1: in any shape way. That means all they are is they've got the first bit. The, c- the clubs then are going to have to go away, have a few board meetings, and talk amongst themselves. And I
2: think they've got to get a hundred percent of the clubs on board, don't they, Stan?
3: I don't think so. No, I don't think that's the case. Just majority.
2: And if you have I well, I don't think it's that. No, if you bring yeah, I in, think it is. You, I think
3: it's majority.
2: You have got the Google. You said, look at what, look what happens that. with the
1: draw. If you bring in a 19th club... Then there's a buy every week. How but, do you have but some teams are
2: going to have two buys. Oh, this is what I'm saying. None of this is these questions have not been answered and you cannot make a decision until these questions are answered. But, so uh, you, you've got to bring in two
1: clubs. Mm. And I'm not sure Australia has the AFL talent to bring in two more well, clubs.
2: Well, nor- Northern Territory is the next option they're going to look at, but it doesn't have the populace to, get, uh, to carry a, an AFL team. There's no good going to the... Oh, it would be no different than Tasmania, really. Oh, it's not as big as Tasmania, no. There's nowhere near as many no, people. No, but footy's bigger.
1: Footy, oh, footy is
2: huge up there. Only in the, Yeah, but it's still not... And they've already got a stadium? There, yeah, but it's no better stadium than either the Tasmanian ones.
1: It'd hold a decent amount? No.
2: 12,000, 15,000 at most.
1: That's, all the, that's
2: more twice what they get at the Suns games Yeah but what I'm getting at then is How does that make enough money to run a club That needs X amount of million dollars a year It's to TV rights But the AFL is saying we're not going to put the money in For these new expansion clubs we've, we've, we've done our balls up here at the Suns And not much better at the Giants <laughs> So why are we going to cough up another 50, 100 million dollars to each of these expansion clubs They're saying to the, AFL, the Tasmania government You have to support this
3: Maybe they should just... No, they've sort of said to them, we'll meet you halfway, but we want you to have infrastructure. So we want you to have an AFL standard venue. All right, well, let's park this one
1: till next week because we'll have some information no, I'm next sure
2: week, that but it's more than... It's at least 75% they have to have of presidents.
3: Statsy will have the answer to that yeah, one I'm not, We'll know by Tuesday because yeah. we'll know if they've been issued a licence or not on we'll Tuesday. Well, no, there's no way they'll be issued a
1: licence on Tuesday. Because if you if they're presenting a document to the clubs, the clubs are then not going to be in a position to vote on that without thought. Well, well, they should have to
4: take that. Well, I I believe
1: they'll be
3: wanting a decision on Tuesday. Well, if I was
1: a a CEO, you're not getting it off me. I'm going back to talk to my coach. I'm going back to talk to my well, your board, my board. Um, I'm going back to talk to the guy who goes and finds me players because hey, how's this going to affect you? You know, or we're going to have... They're going to get free draft picks. They're going to get this. They're going to get that. We've got another well, team. years. they're going years. to get an
2: academy in Tasmania. Yep, we'll have another. So t- same as, it'll be as rigged as Sydney and Suns and whatever else. It'll be as rigged as that. Well, that only helps Sydney. The others are too silly to take advantage of it, really. Well, it's helped the Suns, hasn't it? They've never played finals. <laughs> that's what that, I mean. No, but they have so, still got the talent in the door. They haven't progressed with the talent they've got in the door. That's the problem at the Suns.
1: That, that's another whole story. So there'll be no
2: decision next week, but there will be. we'll
1: know what the AFL's offering next week.
2: And is the AFL coming out and saying to the
3: other 18 presidents, you have to vote for this. We've decided it's true. You have to vote for this. No, I don't believe so. I believe they're going to table a report and then they're going to leave it in the hands of the clubs. That'll depend on how much money they're going to give the clubs to to survive with it. But the clubs well, are they're going to Well, they've already
2: given North Melbourne, St Kilda and whatever, Footscray, they've already given those... X amount of million dollars now, you don't tell me they don't have the right to say what they vote. Well, that, that's the bit that they'll work on.
1: Uh, I, I want to throw one out there, and I don't want to talk so much about the thing itself. I want to talk about the timing and how poor quality the media is. In fact, I, I reckon we could nearly... I'm just going to pull this up. Um, just give me one second.
0: They took one look at me and said, oh, my God. Get a haircut and get a real job
1: Alright, I want to haircut this because it it does bug me and I want to talk about the dusty video that's got floated out and put out in the public and that which is, turns out it's at least five years old now, Dusty was a colourful character five years ago, and he's, he's got in trouble for that. He's done his time. But the day before they play their biggest game of the year, Dusty's coming back from injury. That surfaces out in the media of that age. Now, surely the media have to have some tact in the bits, and the AFL should be responsible in saying, nah, look, that's old news. You, you can't publish that. Like, how can... It's irrelevant what's on that video, it's years old. It's not current. And Dusty has already cops some wax for things that he did in the past, and he's pretty much changed his ways, and we haven't seen Dusty do anything stupid for quite a while. So why should that, that be brought back up for Richmond, for Dusty, all of that the day before their biggest game of the year?
2: You're right. I, it's a disgraceful uh, thing to bring up. It normally and happens to the West no Coast. There was no charges laid. There was no sign of... Of a criminal activity here. So, that what's to why bring it up? Why
1: bring it up? They normally do it to West Coast. Uh, whether and if they can't find anything West Coast, they bring up a Ben Cousins story and publish that. It's like they're just trying to tarnish the name, the reporters, to sell a few newspapers or something, instead of actually going and finding
2: a story about well, what's happening. You don't know, buy nobody buys a newspaper. You know, they put it up another fifty cents a, uh, another fifty cents a day extra. I haven't bought a paper for two years. Well, you've got an iPad
1: now, Bridges. It's good to see.
2: Yeah, but I I, I refused. I stopped. That's it. I said, you put it up again too And then again a month ago, they put up 50 cents again. So the newspapers have priced themselves out of the world. Uh, How would you know it's gone up 50 cents? Oh, on the (laughs) iPad, I I looked at it and it came up. and It was a news item and it said that the paper is putting up 50 Ah, cents.
1: Ah, okay. All right. So I was going to say, you were in the news agent? So anyway, like these stories that pop out every year in finals and they pick on a certain few teams... And Collingwood usually cop one. There's probably one that'll come out tonight or something about Collingwood to go his next event or something like that. They just do it every year, right at the time when clubs have got their focus on and it distracts them. It shouldn't be allowed.
3: That's my haircut for today. Yeah, look, I I, I agree with you in relation to the media. They're just going to go after anything that's half sensationalistic and they're going to run with it because... That's what they are and that's what they do, particularly the, the Herald Sun now has gone down that model of, uh, like, the English press, for example, just gone to that Hot, yeah. real level. Look, um, it's under an investigation at the moment, so let's see what comes of that. I well, have an issue to bring up. Oh, you've got an issue? Oh, okay. Uh,
2: just, it's a little one, I know, but it does bug me a bit. I umpired for 35 years and let's say a team has kicked a point. Okay, the fullback or whoever's kicking in grabs the ball and runs back out. Up until a couple of years ago when they changed the rule, of course, none of these crazy rule changes. Up until then, if you were the fullback kicking out and you stepped on the line, what would happen, stats? The umpire would blow his whistle and come in and say, You were now li- out of the square and it's a ball up. Yeah, and what's your point? Okay, now though, you, you can play on out of the square. But you can run around and put your foot on the line wherever you like and whatever until you step out of it. Now, so the rule has changed there as well. It's not the line is not part of being out of bounds. If you, that depends on the umpire. No, they have not blown it ever once. I've never once heard, no, heard I've them blow it. Seen it quite quite not, often. No, that they, that they've said you've stepped over that line. No, no. Or called play on. They call on play on when they step on it. When, no, they have not. They do not call step play on if you step on the you line. You have you have definitive proof watch, of this. I've been watching it all season. It's bugged me all season because what? Okay, fine. But the point here is, is before when you stepped on the line, that meant you played on was a ball up. Yeah. Okay. Now, when you step on the line, you can go back in again and come back out at the other side of the square and play on from there. Well, I but, guess so. Once you've stepped on the line, that's play on from then on. Is it an
1: anomaly in the game? Because every other line, you must cross the line. Stats, you know, it must cross the goal line fully. It must cross the boundary line fully before it's out of bounds or before it's a goal or before it's a point. So, is it an anomaly that they've just fixed then?
2: No, uh, you. You could look at it that way. Yeah. There
1: you go. Bone, beating your but Th- That's Done. not the
2: point. For 100 <laughs> years or more, 150 years, it was if you stepped on the line, that meant you'd played on and you didn't dispose of the ball, so it was a ball up. Now yes. you can step on it, step back in, step back out again, whatever. Walk around the line, doesn't matter.
3: Stats? Yeah, look, I... I I'd have to have a look at what you're talking about. Well,
2: you watch tonight or any other rest of the, the finals, you'll see the fullback I've step in there. You'll step on the line, but he won't go. I've noticed most that the time should be they play, do on call play on as soon as he
1: steps on it. But it's not always straight away. But I've noticed that they do call it when they step on the line, but not always.
2: No, they do not.
1: Uh, so it is. It, that's an interesting. A they blow
2: time. They call play on when it's a time issue. Look,
1: but the fact that they are allowed to play on out of there without tapping themselves, has bumped up defender
2: scores in Supercoach so much that it's just a great thing. Well, the next thing is is what they, they're supposed to be able to run 15 metres. Yeah. Some are running near 50. They nearly get to the 50-metre line before they've kicked it or what <laughs> They do, don't what? they? And they run on a bit of an arc as
1: well. Yeah, so... And then you've got, uh, who was it, Daniel Rich, was it, last night, that ran
2: 16 steps and got Ping. pinged? Yeah. Mm. Uh, that was pretty close Well I thought Brisbane still had a, By the sound of it Still had a pretty good run With the umpires
1: No I know The umpires were pretty good last night They were, it went both ways didn't I,
2: I didn't Later uh, in the game It felt like it went Richmond's w- uh, way a bit uh, But all, all in the early parts of the game It
3: was Brisbane way no. uh,
1: Stats What else do you got there for us On your your pieces of
3: tree Well it looks like Tom Mitchell he's, uh the Brownlow medalist At Hawthorne Looks like he's on his way Of course he was at Sydney For a while as well He didn't really get a run
2: there, did he? He he, he got a few games there, but he didn't get a run. The Sydney midfield at the time was powerful.
1: He didn't become Tom Mitchell until he hit the Hawks, that's right. And then from day one at the Hawks, he was a very, very top player.
2: Uh, Well, how old is he? 28? Nine. 29. 29. So he's still got two or
3: three years left in him, you would he think. He was the Brownlow medal winner only four years ago in 2018.
2: And has he come back? He broke his leg badly, and he, I don't think he's come back as good since he broke his leg, just the same.
1: Uh, okay, let's open up then. The, who? Where should he be
3: going? Well, he's, apparently he's had links to Collingwood already. I'm sure they can fit that into their salary cap as well. Well, look, he was only used 50% of the time... At centre bounces in 2022. You're not not getting
1: Tom Mitchell for under seven, eight hundred thousand a year. No. Not even close. Mm. Unless you're guaranteeing him a grand final, and Collingwood wouldn't be in a position to guarantee that. That would be the only reason for nobody to guarantee that. Well,
3: Tim Taranto, they were after Collingwood, but it looks likely he's going to Richmond. So now they're eyeing off Tommy Mitchell, who's uh, worked with both Craig McRae and Brendan Bolton in the past they don't have the salary cap spare. How could Collingwood... How do you know? Are you the treasurer
2: of the Collingwood Football they've Club? They've got
1: too many players that they're paying a million dollars or 800000 a year to have a spare 800000 a year. They're well, just, they'll
2: just trade goey for Mitchell. Or well, they'll it, trade the the big ruckman for Mitchell. That's really if, effectively
1: if, what they're doing. If they're re-signed goey that's right. They've got money if they don't re-sign Degowie because he's on eight or so. They could swap that but you know he's not been too bad lately I mean,
2: been really good he's nice pulled so. his
1: head in he seems to want to play football uh i, I you'd have to now consider do, do does he get that contract
3: i i think in the oh, end, two with- years been offered on the table no, didn't
1: they pull that no no it's it's oh, they has been re-offered. It. Oh, they re-offered it. Okay, yep. yep. So if, they, if
2: But he they, won't get as much money at Collingwood as he would, say, St Kilda or whatever. Though. No, he'll probably only get four five. No, he was more yeah. than that. He'll get seven at Collingwood.
3: The likelihood, Six, at the likelihood is looking like he'll stay.
2: Yeah, I agree.
1: Well, I can't see... Anyway, if he stays, I can't see how Tom Mitchell could fit into a salary cap. There's just... It's just too many superstars on that list that We've have got, got to be We've got a million dollar
2: Ruckman is supposed to be going to Melbourne.
1: Yes, but they're going to trade him for uh, in the end for Rory Lobb, who you're not going to get Lobb for under $800,000. No.
2: So no I don't think, well, Lobb, I think, or in the end will get And, the end of and the Melbourne Bulldogs.
1: don't have $1.2 mil to pay uh, Grundy anyway, because otherwise they would have given it to Jackson to keep Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> so... That, 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 that Collingwood are going to have to again cough that. Collingwood are still paying a few hundred thousand for Trelaw every year.
2: How much are you paying their stats? 300,000? Yeah, it's
1: something like that. So half of that comes off your salary cap. I think it's only half. So if they pay 300,000, that's 150 off the salary cap. Hmm. So that's a little, you know. But I just, uh, who else could, the, look, who else realistically could afford them? Let's look at that.
2: Um, no, if he could the afford Saint, them, the well, Saints. Could, could. Um, they got plenty of money? West Coast could. Yes, um, but he d- he wouldn't. I don't think he'd fit a West Coast demographic in the fact that they're, they've, they've
3: already got to go to a younger. Yeah, they've yeah. already got too they're, many. They're going to go so. back through the draft, I reckon, and they're going to uh, blood some kids. I think that's where they're and going.
1: Would, would he be? Ha- would he leave Melbourne? Oh. Is he a Melbourne... Do you know if he's a Melbourne yeah, boy, Stats? Yeah, he is. Yes. Yes. Yeah, he is, but he, he did play up at Sydney. And no, um, but he got
3: drafted to Sydney, so that yeah, wasn't choice. Yeah, he got drafted choice. to Sydney, that's and, right. And he, then he
1: bought his way back to Melbourne.
3: So and then I think Hawthorne gave up pick 14 for him in 2016. So if we look at the Melbourne clubs then, uh, where,
2: what does that leave us? Well, that We've got Essendon that could use him. They, they've got a lack of... Uh, grunt and get in there and get the ball at Essen. isn't they've got a few outside and they've flyers. got plenty
1: of young players so they've probably got spare salary cap to pay for it mm-hmm.
3: uh, Geelong to, always find a way so you could never write Geelong off as a home to me, to me no matter what I, I look I'll be honest I think you're going to pay overs anyway because look I, look. I watched him I went down to the Richmond Hawthorne game uh, the second last game of the season on the Sunday and to me he just ran around in circles and just got a lot of little dinky handballs here there and everywhere and he's not I, the Brownlow medalist I've, I've never been I've, I've never been a massive fan of Tom Mitchell
0: oh,
2: Brownlow year though he was different he was brilliant that year there was no doubt about it. he actually kicked goals that year he moved the ball better he didn't just do that dicky little pass around that he's gone back to now this is the Mitchell what went to Hawthorne.
3: And then they straighten him out. Then he won a Brownlow Medal. Yeah, I made my views on this, but he unfortunately
2: broke his leg, and now he's gone back to
3: where he was. Oh, yeah. I made my views on this two years ago. I felt Hawthorne should have moved him on yeah, two years agreeing. ago, where, where he did have a bit of currency. Absolutely, a, and
2: I think that's why
1: he's not not looking like Tom Mitchell now is because the club has already replaced his role. They've already they've done it with other players at. at uh, Hawthorne this yeah, year yeah, yeah. and deliberately pulled players from positions, pulled p- put kids in spots where they need to be. Their they're, they're, uh, their youth process is already underway. So he's already been pulled out. The reason he's running around, he's a bit like Nat Fife. Other people have got his job. Do you know, I can see like a Geelong picking him up. Geelong? Oh, Carlton seemed to magically be able to fit everyone into their salary cap, so why couldn't they I'd find love an
2: extra... The I'd really love to see yeah, how. how, how many
1: of them are on two hundred thousand a year with uh, two million dollar
2: sponsorship contracts? I don't know, but there's <laughs> some. They've brought a power of quality in, and they've got some good big players, big name players there that have got to be on big money. And I just wonder how you balance
1: that. I think there's a, there's with all clubs there's got to be a lot of this. Uh, uh, we'll, look, we know you're worth eight hundred, but we've only got four hundred. But I got this sponsor that'll give you six hundred. So you can have a million, but you're just only on 400 from us.
2: Yeah, the AFL do, are supposed to cover that pretty
1: The AFL only have an issue if the club organizes it. So you can make a phone call and do a few things quietly behind the scenes, and then the other sponsor just happens to call him and happens to offer the deal. You can get around that. Yeah. Uh, that's there. Uh, what else? Bulldogs can't afford him because they can't afford their, but their own midfield midfields already, already stacked. Richmond, possibly they always find well, a way. The and Edwards
2: and is retiring. Cochin's getting towards the end. They they could fit him in there, but is he no? Is he any younger than what they're? But, actually but do you
3: want him at twenty nine? That's the thing. That,
2: yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. He would be useful to a North Melbourne. Wesson That's the two I see him being. Any use at St Kilda? No. And the reason I say that is they have steel, crouch, um, another one there, that are all in the same age, similar age bracket and similar speed. Uh, Sink- need Saints either Saints have got the money, though. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm not sure they, they, they do. They have the money in their no, Sorry, I don't cap. think they have. They've just freed up uh, however many hundreds and hundreds
1: of thousands with Hanabry. And they retired yeah, a couple no, of Hanabry, others.
2: Hannerbury's pro- like you're He was on eight hundred thousand, but over the last two years, he's taken a pay cut. Yes, yeah, so he's probably Down, on five. He's probably on five. Yep. So they but they've had another couple retire.
1: Uh, I, I think they they could afford him, but if I'm going to if I was but St. I St Kilda, I don't see him
2: fitting in that midfield. and no, improving am I'm,
1: proving that. I'm midfield. going after Josh Dunkley if I'm St Kilda.
2: I, yeah, I'll be happy. I, with I'm Dunkley, going yes. after
1: his age the fact that he is a midfielder, but he's not allowed to play in the midfield. Mm-hmm. He could be the next Jack Steele in their, their club if he was given the opportunity, and he'll never get that opportunity at the Bulldogs. Not but with McCray in it there. Not with all those guys there. He'll be 30 by the time the opportunity comes, and then a kid will take his spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, the Hawks don't want him. Uh, Essendon could afford him. No- North, Melbourne, North have Melbourne have no Melbourne, value. Too. North Melbourne wouldn't take him because they dump all their old guys.
2: However, with Clark- Clarko might want him. Yeah But yeah, also yeah. Clarkson has a different theory on this Is the fact that you want a percentage of old And a percentage of babies And a percentage and of And who heads. brought him into the Hawks?
1: Clarkson Clarko mm. So who did he win his brown low under? Clarko Yeah, Mitchell Who did he win flags with? Did he win any flags? No, he didn't you know, Didn't he win any? Nah, no, I think no. he missed the flag window. No, he missed them Okay He, he was, he was after he that yeah. Okay So uh, Yeah, look Interesting topic though is that one And we'll We'll look at a few other trades over the next couple of weeks as goes through, but I think definitely needs to move on and he should have moved two years ago. That being said, if he finds a nice happy home with Clarko and gets the paycheck that he wants and he's I he's don't happy. think it's
2: about money with Mitchell. No. He he's well, sure. he's made decent money now. Yeah. What he wants is to play with purpose, play with a club where he has a purpose. Well does he want to win a flag? Obviously, every
1: player wants to win a flag. Then you can't go to North Melbourne because by the time they do, he's not going to be around
2: well, they, unless
1: he's playing to 34 or 35. Yeah, but
2: uh, what other club that's uh, knocking on the door is there room? There's no room in Melbourne for a guy Essendon like are the one,
1: uh, I think. Yeah. Uh, and if he could fit into Collingwood's list or Geelong's list but management. You would
2: then have to push out uh, Lipinski and Adams or Crisp or whatever. I'd, try, I'd swap Lipinski for Mitchell in a heartbeat. Yes, but you've got you've just signed Limpinski on a new contract. Um, somebody else will want him. <laughs> just do what Kapai's mm. doing. Trade. He him hasn't on. been a disaster for you, <laughs> Steph.
1: All right, let's jump to a sponsors break. On the other side of that, we've got a couple other interesting bits that I want to throw at you two boys. You're listening to the AFL Opening Bounce, brought to you by Patentina's BP Service Station.
4: Patentina's BP Service Station North Shepparton has been serving people living in and visiting our region for now more than 50 years. There's no other place you can still experience driveway service, delivered with a smile, the old fashioned way. Supplier of BP Ultimate Fuels, they will wash your windows, check under your bonnet, and even do your tyres while you wait. Next time you're filling up, do it at Patentina's BP Service Station, GV Highway, North Shepparton. One of M sponsor. And welcome back to the AFL
1: Opening Bounce. And it was day one in September last night that the Tigers did remember, and only just, but they did get through. So we're one game in, if you've the just Tigers, joined us. The no, the Lions. Oh, the Lions, sorry. The Lions, one game in, and the Lions have made it through to the last week. Speaking of that, did you hear it? I don't know if it happened on the radio, if you heard it there on the radio. At the end of the game, and they play the song, they played the Tigers' song. They were about six seconds into the Tigers' song <laughs> and then it cut dead and then the Lions' song took over. So whoever had the button, he didn't see Danaher's last goal.
3: <laughs> Just gave uh, Mark from Brisbane a, a bit of a heart attack saying that Richmond had won. He probably thought he fell asleep and <laughs> woke up and Richmond had won the game and didn't he know ra- what was going uh, on. He's Look, an He rang me today
1: and I rang him back and didn't get in touch with him. I was going to put him on air tonight because he was at the game. Oh, was he? Yeah, no. so he could have given it. He could have told it. He probably was the guy they rang and asked if that was <laughs> a goal or not. And he said, no, nah, it was a point. <laughs> uh, stats, tell us something
3: about North Melbourne. Yeah, look, the CEO, it's been all over the nine News on the hour throughout the afternoon at 1FM 98.5 live and local. Now, I have trouble saying his surname, but Ben Amafo, I think a- that's how you pronounce it. I might be wrong. I might yeah, be right. But Ben that's what I'll run it's with. It's not the first time you've butchered the English dialect. Yeah, well, no. Um, CEO, been there three years. Look, I'm struggling a little bit with this decision because was he pushed or, you know, like we heard off uh, Sonia Hood that he's got the club to zero debt. They've broke membership records for the last three years under him. Okay. Uh, he signed a deal... With um, a major car company, we won't reveal who they are because they don't sponsor One FM. And of course, that was a multi-million, yeah, it's a multi-million deal. dollar deal. Um, he started a redevelopment at Arden Street for a training facility. He's done all these good things, yet he's walking away from North Melbourne. It seems really bizarre to me. Look, it, it appears that now I'm not sure, but it looks like he took a. Back seat when it came to getting Alastair Clarkson. I wonder behind the scenes was he for or against that appointment. Look, Ben Long from St Kilda has been linked to North Melbourne in recent times. Brad Hill's been linked to. You uh, can't have Long, you can have Hill. Well,
1: they want oh, both you, if of them. I have to give both to get rid of Hill, I'll do the deal. No, Long's good. No, nah, I, I can replace Long. so no, I don't want to pay Hill. Play P- replace the, the I could I could have, have Dunkley honesty. and
3: Tom Mitchell for Hills money almost mm. <laughs> Junior Rioli from West Coast has been linked to North Melbourne in recent times and Tanner Braun from GWS the midfielder So
1: let's look at that let's go back 3 years wasn't it 3 years ago or was it 4 years ago that they are uh, Got rid of all the players Basically two years ago No, when they got rid of Harvey And all those guys yeah, That was three was years ago the end of the Three years ago like. So
2: his first act Was to remove All experience but From the that club That wouldn't have been done From the CEO position That was done From the football department It still comes back Down from the top down He's the guy
1: whose head's on the line At the end of the day You don't just let Everybody do things And not have any input
2: Into it Yeah, but He's it, lo- it, and That's it, why it was, it's happening It was now. a club decision He's w- been forced To fall on his sword Oh, I'm not saying he hasn't been that, but it, when when a club goes into a rebuild, it doesn't. It either does a Geelong or a Sydney, or it goes down the North Path. The AFL has said you know no one's going down the North Path again. That was a disastrous decision. Right. So he okay. that was his first act, and what's he got since? Well, he's taken two. Wooden he's spoons. he's
1: filling he's fill the kitchen cabinet, not the <laughs> the trophy cabinet. And he's got two wooden spoons. Like, come on.
2: There, there was talk. What was it before? You know they, they sacked Noble, their main one of their main sponsors who coughs millions of dollars for them, was at the club's at the club's throat. He wanted the president sacked. He wanted Afremo sacked, and he wanted uh, the coaching situation sorted out. Now he got the coaching situation. Hood, the president, she did a great job by stepping in personally and getting Clarkson over the line. Marino was in the vanguard or in the front seat you might say stats in approaching Clarkson right so you in the front seat driving there let's get this done or whatever but then when it was presented he was clearly in the boot because he and had so no say Clarko
1: in. said I don't want him maybe don't know uh, well to be honest look they've got let's let's look at it from a North Melbourne
3: perspective who cares we've got Clarko. Let's just go down that path. Yeah, but hang on. We've got Alastair Clarkson, okay, on reputation. Nothing's happened at North Melbourne yet, and the proof's going to be in the pudding as to what he does at the club. You've both said that that's going to already push membership sales. It's already going to push enthusiasm. No, I didn't say that. I said that before Clarkson had come to the club over the last three seasons, that the membership has superseded itself on each occasion under the CEO's reign. All right. Well, so you think he should have stayed? I'm just finding it really interesting that you get Clarkson to your football club and then all this so behind-the-scenes the stuff. The back, sta- the back room has been working fine. They're out of debt. They've got yeah, up-membership. Up it, it makes going- no sense to me. Hmm. Yeah, uh, I can see where you're coming like, from. To me, to me, it puts you uh, backwards instead of forwards. I mean, if oh, this bloke's done maybe all they... these wonderful things at your football club, and then all of a sudden he's out the door, oh, I don't understand.
1: And and he was part of the getting Clarkson bit. Yeah, look, there's obviously something behind the scenes there. Mm. But anyway, let's move on. Boys, I want to talk about old guys. You know, I feel this every time I step onto a basketball court and I'm reminded of it quite regularly. Um, but should they or shouldn't they go on? So I've got from ages down, and I want to throw a few names at you and tell me whether you think they should or shouldn't. Now, some of these guys have announced their retirement. First one of those is the oldest man in football, and that's David Mundy.
2: Uh, he's announced his retirement, he's he's done. I think he had a brilliant first half of the season, but as the season's worn on, he's looked more and more weary and less effective on the field, and I think it's time. If he went another season, he would get a season, they would give him a season, I don't doubt that, and I think he would give every effort. But the body, once the body's had enough, it's had enough. And you might find then that next year he plays half the games.
1: And he... And- be- Comes like the the next person. You see, see. well,
3: I, I disagree. I actually think that he would have been a good fit for two seasons at North Melbourne. Oh, I'm not saying he wouldn't be there because he doesn't have to be a star there. He What he's there to do
2: is teach and yep, train and, exactly. and whatever. So Has he ruled that out? Is he, he's not the type of guy, I don't think. I don't, I don't think he's interested in the coaching pathway.
1: No, but has, has he ruled out... Finishing at another club If there's no room for him in Frio anymore Because they do have some good youth I'm not sure if he's ruled it out I believe
2: Frio want him still They wanted him to go on
1: Right So So there is a a better one year
2: there But a two year at North Or that that he could then If he would would, And apparently he has done Been really good with the younger players And whatever So if he went there I could see value in that But as a pure Just as a footballer He's been signing
1: one year deals For the last few years Yeah so And given good value. And so I couldn't see that being an issue. He's obviously made the decision that I, my body's done because mm. otherwise a one-year deal, he'd take it and then assume that he's playing good, back himself in to go again and finish at his club that he loves. So, yeah, I, I'd like to see him go on. I've got him in a few super coach leagues and he still, this year, was still quite serviceable in those leagues. Yeah, he's not the 25-year-old anymore, but definitely good enough. Uh, next guy, though, Josh, K- Josh J. Ken- Kennedy from West Coast. West Coast, should he have gone on?
2: No. Like, sure, he could still kick the goals when he could get on the park, but his body's just got tired and he just can't, he just cannot get up to enough games. So he's
1: 35, so we dropped yeah. back a couple of years. He's only yeah, old, he, he's he, not he ancient. He just
3: can't get up to a, a regular number of games. Oh, I agree, Sydney. I actually felt that he really shouldn't have gone around this year, but anyway. I thought he, he was still, still good. Look, he was okay, but like yeah. I, I just felt that maybe he should have retired a year ago. Uh, no, I think he could still go on further
1: again, but not at West Coast. No,
2: I don't. And, think
1: and he's not going to change. I just don't see him wanting to mm. switch clubs, uh, and he's definitely not getting a, a job across the road. No, so, I don't want him. No. So he would have to go to another club sitting so no. up. Uh, Steph Martin?
2: No. By the time I'm afraid he's got, got him, him. yeah he's only yep. had a cup two or three games this year and hasn't been effective in any of them injury bit injury prone was a great player when is it brisbane he was outstanding loved him one of the best in the game over the last
1: decade or so statsy lance franklin 35 as well should he go on
3: i i feel that he should retire although you see, there's talk with him going to Brisbane, isn't there? Like there was, but talk, there's but been nothing. It sort of dissipated, it has. I but, think um, that was him throwing the bait in the water for Sydney. Yeah, look, I, I think he, as great as he's been, he's been a fantastic player, one of the all-time greats, But and I don't think he wants to go on either.
2: I'd say go again I think he's been quite serviceable this I year I think I've he needs to go he's again He's played more games this year than he has in the last three or four He's got his body right, he's playing okay He's filling a role in the team He's not the main key anymore That's the bit I like with what he's done this
1: year yeah, He hasn't that, minded that No, and young Logan McDonald Is going to be a
3: future superstar As a, as a, full, as a solid forward See, there's a couple of things With a, a name like Lance Franklin He's a marquee player; has been for a long time. I think you're always—he's going to demand that you pay overs to get him. Well,
2: yeah, but he wants seven fifty. He's been on a million or whatever. I think he wanted
1: seven—a two-year deal for seven—and he's—and the last I'd heard, they were only they were only fifty k short of that. Mm. Now, for fifty k, he's probably going to go. Well, that's going to lose that in tax anyway. I'll take me two years and take an extra million dollars. No, I
2: don't think Sydney won't offer two years. One, maybe. No, to me, it's Sydney or
1: nobody. He stays at Sydney. Sydney had offered the two, but they'd only offered it at the lower money. Mm. See, I wouldn't sign him on a two year deal. Yeah, to me, it's Sydney or bust. He yeah. either stays there
3: or he retires. Well,
1: let's face it, nine years ago we said, How the hell could they sign him on nine years? He'll be 35 when he finishes that. Mm-hmm. And now we're saying he should go on. Yeah, so, more. was That's that. to say
2: no, I'm saying yes, one year.
1: But that means that that was the a right decision to sign him on such a long deal back then?
2: Oh, I think it was. There we, was no we, doubt about that. We um,
1: said that was really poor at the time. Well, it did leave the rest of their. We've been on this show For a long time When that's now Just part of ancient (laughs) history Isn't
2: it But At the time When it happened There would have been A lot of guys On getting unders When he was getting overs Financially
1: I'd like to see him Go on But I'd like to see him Go on In an educational role As much as anything And help that next generation Because Sydney Have so much youth Their next couple of years Is going to be scary And I I think That you can already Pencil them into The top four In those next couple of years Because they're well, the players that are getting them there, and we'll talk about them soon, are all kids. Mm. Uh, all right, very quickly through the thirty-four year olds. Uh, one that probably went one year too far is Josh P. Kennedy. Yeah, in his Sydney. Bo- yeah, his, his body, body didn't handle up. He wasted a spot on the roster, unfortunately. Total mm. superstar, but his body just couldn't even when do he it. played early in the year, he
2: wasn't really effective on the ground. And I know one game he got seven touches, which is uh, usually has a three in front of that. Yes uh, Shannon Hearn
1: Statsy Yeah I think he, Look he's been good He's like,
2: been, there, one their best, yeah, he many, been one of their best Yeah one of their best back How many but
3: hamstrings And, that, and that's sure he's the not thing.
2: a backman Sure he's a midfielder No Shannon Hearn Oh Hearn sorry No I'd give him one more Yeah I
1: definitely want him going uh, Yeah I, I'd call time on Hearn Possibly the best Collingwood player ever Pendles Staying at Collingwood, yes. I can't see him at any other club. No, definitely can't see him moving clubs. Um, and I believe Collingwood will let him stay there till the day that he wants to fall out of a forward pocket.
2: Yeah, I, I think there's still a year left in Pendle. Yeah, I still think there's one year. He, you know, he's waned this year it. compared to last year, but he has still been effective enough at times he's to help win his games. role, So he's still winning games for Collingwood.
1: I think what also happened there was his role was going to be a half, uh, half, uh, half back flank. And Dacos come on the scene and pushed him out. (laughs) Pushed him out straight away, so he got tossed back in the midfield. (laughs) Um, So maybe he can go on the other halfback flank next year. Uh, Let's have a look at a couple others quick. Uh, Sean Higgins, I believe he's
2: retired. Sean Higgins, I believe. Yeah, moved to Geelong wasn't successful. Body wasn't up to it. Paddy Ryder, yes, should have retired. Yes, his body was not standing up when he was able to get up. It's like Josh Kennedy when he was up for it, he was great. Yes, but on a consistent basis he was not With no to.
1: replacement to him, I
3: think the Saints need him. Do you agree, Stats? Yeah, like um look, it's his body, I think, like you guys say, like um he's called time on it, so I, yep. I think that's fair. Robbie Gray? No, the last 2, nah, meetings, he's, two years he He's called done. time and he's done. He, yeah, he's yeah. one made of the, the best right captains decision. in history. Joel Selwood? No, uh, still I think If
2: he retired now he'd have 10% left, that's it. If he goes I, next year, he'll, he'll be lucky to get Geelong a game. If Geelong
1: win the flag this year, I, That's what I was about it. to say. If, if he if he can get a flag this year, I reckon he will call time. I'd call it if I was him at that point. There's only so many headbands you can wear. Mm. Um, that's who else. Uh
2: noticed he hadn't worn many headbands of late last uh, he stopped year too. Well, they're not paying him the freeze for ducking. <laughs> uh, Todd Goldstein? No, he's still got plenty left. He was uh, brilliant this year. Tomahawk and Travis spoke. Tomahawk, definitely again. One more. Yeah, I reckon two more for Tomahawk. Well, I'm not sure about two. No, one. I'll, I'll give him one, but only sign him on a one-year deal. I, I'd be happy to give him two, oh.
1: but he's got to earn them. B- he's still playing plenty good enough football. He's yeah, I reckon he's, he's got at least
3: two in he's him. He's got at least he's two He's
2: 34. Yeah. And now... Uh, He's built like a
1: tank, he's fit, and he plays the assist game. He's not a selfish Mm. player, so he plays the team game. You can Mm. find a role for that. Uh, Dropping into the 33-year-olds. Boak, did you say? Uh, Boak, yeah, has to go on. He's, yeah, he's
2: dropped this year compared to last year. But he's still year. been one of their best, yeah, and I think he's best. got to go one at least more.
1: one more. 33 uh, year old Shane Edwards retired last night. Uh, yep. Unfortunately, they, won, Couldn't, won they didn't kick. fit him
2: in, but he did do that magnificent
1: rundown tackle last night. It was great, that one, yes. Nearly, if they'd won the game off of that,
3: <laughs> that would have been great. Uh, Jack Rewalt? Nice no, uh, kicking away, he is. You can see it's
2: waning I think he's got one more
3: Yeah one or two at least For Jack Rewalt Yep Mm -hmm. Uh, Isaac Smith at at the Cats No he's been okay One more He has
2: waned I felt It looks like he's lost That blistering pace Zorko No he's okay One more Uh, But he is fading Like Zorko's been a ball magnet Last night If he got 15 touches I'd be amazed Uh, Yeah
3: but he'll lose the
1: captaincy At the end of the year Sure as he He Needs to yes And I, I think Really that should go to Lockie Neal shouldn't it
2: no, I don't think it will. No. Lockheed is not a captain that wants. No, I don't think he wants to All right, to be different a subject where we're running out of time. Uh,
1: Mitch Robinson, who gave away a stupid free kick that nearly cost m- him the game. 50 metre penalty. Yep, to that young bloke Sonzi, who k- dobbed a great goal for a young bloke. No, uh, he won't go again, no. Um, ben McAvoy, he's retired. Yep, and it was the right decision. Yeah, good call. Um, and in the 32 year olds, I'm just going to mention a couple. Um, Patrick Dangerfield. One more.
3: Depending on if he gets it's a flag, flag or, or not. not
1: yep, flag and he's out the door too, I reckon. Um, Tex Walker.
2: No, um, no, I'd
1: say no. I reckon one more. They have no, repli- that their replacements aren't ready. Yeah. So he's still got to stick down that education path as well. And they can slide him into Ruck or into other areas
2: if they need to. Uh, Nick Nat been injury prone for the last X amount of years, numerous years, so I'd say no, he should retire. Again, who's they going to replace him with? Oscar's there.
3: They've got two or three young ruckmen. At I'd North offer Coast. him one more and see where it sits after that. I, I think stats yeah. is right. All right. It,
2: it depends on your, like what they do as a club. If they say, right, we've still got enough in the tank and we're going to go, then he should leave. Here's an
1: interesting one in the list there, Phil Davis.
3: No, he's finished. But he just can't do it? Yeah, I, I, I'm with you, Sydney. I think he's been a great defender, but I, I think he's seen better when days. When he
2: really has a crack now, he just pulls a hamstring. He's yeah. just
3: too unreliable. I'm
2: surprised this guy actually is that old. Jeremy Howe? No, well, on his form, I think. <laughs> he's, he's got the, three left in him at least. He's, he's <laughs> a pretty good defender. <laughs> I, I looked up, saw on the list there. I thought, Gee, I didn't realise you were that old. I thought he, he was late 20s. He reminds me of a fellow who used to play football without it in Gordon Don Staggard. Brilliant player, terrific bloke, everything. But he would, was often, he get that high, he'd be standing on the roof and he'd crash badly at times. But gee, he was a good mark, like how? All
1: right. Now, the names obviously continue on, but we'll... We'll move on from that part. Let's jump to a sponsors' break. On the other side of that, we will get cracking into the three big games we've got coming up for this week. You're listening to the AFL Opening Bounce, of course, brought to you by Patentina's BP service station. They're the BP up the north end of Shepparton. You're live and local here on 1FM for
4: the Opening Bounce. Patentina's BP service station, North Shepparton, has been serving people living in and visiting our region for now more than 50 years. There's no other place you can still experience driveway service, delivered with a smile, the old fashioned way. Supplier of BP Ultimate Fuels, they will wash your windows, check under your bonnet, and even do your tyres while you wait. Next time you're filling up, do it at Patentina's BP service station, GV Highway, North Shepparton. One of M And welcome back to the AFL opening bounce. Of
1: course, we have got. 15 minutes to go before we... Actually, we've got a little bit more time than that tonight because we do have the game kicking in. So, we But we are still running pretty short on time, so we're going to crack into the games and let's find the game. We've got. obviously got tonight in one hour's time. It's at 7.50. We're going to have Melbourne and Sydney. It's at the MCG. If you don't have a ticket, bad luck. I don't think you're getting one at this point. You're paying big scalper dollars <laughs> to get a ticket at the, for that one. But... On Saturday in Twilight, then this will, we will have coverage of all games, as Statsman said a little bit earlier. So all games can be listened live and local here on 1FM. This one will catch the last bit because we do have some local footy. Where are we at with local footy tomorrow, Stats?
3: We're at the KDL tomorrow semi final weekend. Avenal taking on Shepard and East. Then we'll have the Saturday night scoreboard service with Josh Revens. and then we'll go to, of course, Geelong and Collingwood at the MCG. just quickly on the Abenel-Shep East game, quick preview of that for us, real quick. Oh, well, it's going to be interesting times. I mean, I believe Sheppard and East haven't beaten Abenel uh, since coming back into the competition in 2019, the three times they've met. Haven't sat Avonale, on top of the uh, y-
2: ladder all year. They were,
3: but they've been wobbly. They've uh, lost three of their last four games, so it's interesting times. And I believe uh, that Justin Davies, the former... Carlton Player will be playing for Shepparton and East on the weekend as well. So it's going to be uh, a cracking game tomorrow from 1.30 onwards with, of course, Paul digger Chikerico taking up the coverage here tomorrow. Is there a game on Abedal. Sunday? There is a game on Sunday. And that is between, of course, Tally Garupna. Actually, take that back. I'm looking at the netball. <laughs> Tally Garupna playing Merrigam in the netball on Saturday, by the way, in the netball it is uh, Duke in Violet Town on the Avanill Netball Courts mm. in the semi-final in A grade. On Sunday, it's Lancaster versus New at at and East. I do love how g- uh, the coverage does keep us updated with
1: what's happening with the netball finals at the same time. I think the crew there are doing a great job for the coverage. When, so it, when
2: I've done the boundary for one of them many times, the amount of people that get around the netball, the noise that there is around a netball game is amazing. It is spine-tingling. How many get there and flog around, around, it's great. All right, so when we do get off of our local footy, which is we're
1: all going to be excited to be listening to, we will be listening to the Cats and the Pies. This one is also at the MCG. Of course, it is a Cats home game, but since they can't really hold any people much at their ground, their, their, their second home, as you call it, stats, is where they're at and effectively gives Pies a home final from fourth spot. But ins and outs Parfitt has been omitted uh, Statsman Radagalia He yeah. clearly is not structurally important Because he's been omitted Well they've moved on from it haven't they a bit Yeah he's not structurally important anymore
3: is he uh, he's been playing back since he came in and didn't look out of place He's still, been you know.
1: omitted But they've,
3: they've changed their, to be fair They've changed their game style a lot on When they used to have Radigalia in the team That's right, because he wasn't structurally important Se-
1: Segler and Mark O'Connor So four omissions for the Cats No injuries there Jeremy Cameron, Mitch Duncan and Rhys Stanley come in Well, if you're going to bring three guys in into a club That's not a bad look in have your have you number one Ruckman. Mitch Duncan's a star. And the guy that, if he had missed that last game, could have been the Coleman medal winner. Yeah, and he was equal at the... Cats for equal number across at the pies though they've got a nice in as well too. Uh, young Finlay McRae has moved away and there'll be plenty more footy coming for him because I like the way he plays. But Taylor Adams comes in for them for him so that's good. And Brody check plays the hundredth game as his first uh, as a final so that's the one there. Stats. What are the odds and tell us something.
3: Well, Geelong are $1.37, a dollar thirty seven. Collingwood up $3.20, and the line is nineteen and a half currently. Uh, National Indigenous Radio Service after the Saturday night, local scoreboard service with Josh Revens, Barry Denyer, Peter Cardamone and Josh Carter in special comments. So Peter Cardamone uh, a part of that call team tomorrow night. Love Peter when he does that. Oh, he's a pretty good... Um Real
2: estate agent for you too.
3: Bit I of
1: mean, a pies man though, so he'll be he'll no doubt be having in his own mind. A Not a forgetting
3: home. we're going to the coverage as soon as the local football Saturday night scoreboard S- service S- S- ends with Josh Ravens. So this game's at four thirty-five. So you're probably going to get
2: there for the second half. Yeah, basically. Okay. Yeah. Well, interesting. There uh, Seagull hasn't been too bad for the Cats, and they've brought Stanley in in place of him. So it'll be interesting to see who the sub is going to be. Not that we'll know that yet. You look at the Geelong team, it has performed beautifully all season. It's had a, a, a couple of losses were early in the year. What are they on, a 11, 12 game winning streak? Uh, I think I think 12 now. Yep.
1: Uh, and the sub, I believe, will be Jake Ashney. It'll be either him or Zach Guthrie. Uh, Parfitt would be a fair sub. P- Parfitt's listed on the field. He's admitted. Oh, Parfitt's admitted. Yeah, this, the sub, I, we get one extra, don't we? Yep, I was looking at who was there as to we go through. What about Menengola? Uh, He's listed as emergency, so another the emergency...
2: they've got a, a, a raft of good players not in the team. We, we talk they? about
1: um, people retiring. Some of these guys would be hoping for a few retirements. Yeah, they would be. Menengola, yeah. Mark O'Connor, Parfitt and Segler are the emergencies for the Cats. And Bianco, Kruger, Brown and Finlay McRae for the Pies. Uh, I'd love to see Kruger come back in there. He's a monster.
2: He is Duncan, Mitch Duncan, Jack Henry, Tom Stewart. That half back line is solid. Uh, you're right earlier or the last week when you said Tom Stewart hasn't quite found that blistering form since the suspension, but he's handy. On the in the centres you've got Isaac Smith, who still runs, still can kick a goal or two. Joel Smith, Selwood, yeah, like last year they tried playing him out of the midfield or whatever, and he just wasn't any good. So they've got to put him back in there. They've got to play him there. He'll start the game on the bench, as he usually does, and then come in when the sting's out of the game. Max Holmes, okay. Young bloke, does it right. Brad Close, Jeremy Cameron, Grine Mears on that half-forward line. Cameron, he runs up and down the field. Like, he he does a lot. I hope that
3: the hamstring stands up. Last year, did three. This year, it's the first one. And if I was Collingwood, I'd fully test him out.
4: The, the
3: only I'd way make to, him run. i you've got to I'm swapping
1: them round. I'm sticking Hawkins in full forward, and uh, I'm sorry,
2: uh, Cameron in full forward, and. Say, so, look, just no. do your fifty. No, that's not going to work because Cameron has the tank. He does the running, and that's what. Yeah, that's but if what he's going to do it, the hammy, but Hawkins do it. can't do that running and up and down the field. Hawkins he can does, still do it. That's does not it. his best role, though. His best role is playing around that forward well, line, pushing and people out of the road in the start using of the
1: game. Body, I'm, I'm definitely would be doing that in the start of the game because when Cameron does these extra hammies, he does them in the first quarter and near enough the first couple of runs up the field. Give him an ease into the game. Don't make him have to run too hard before his body's warmed up.
2: Followers for the Cats are Stanley, who's back in after slight injury. Bleak as a Ruck Rover. All Australian Ruck Rover. Yep. And the big danger. And the danger's found a bit of form, I think, of ladies Lynn looking pro- quite good. Interchange, Zach Guthrie. He's a sk- He's a kid-looking boy, in there. <laughs> His body's feeling out, though. I know, and he, he's played probably 18 games this year, so he's fe- he stood up. At the start of the season, Brocky, our only Fremantle supporter, said, what's this young Zach Guthrie? He was very good in the practice matches and it's carried through the season. Uh, Collar Dashney, Cam Guthrie, and Tom Atkins are on the bench. Have a look over at the pies. There's Maynard, Darcy Moore, Jeremy Howe. That's a terrific full-back line. I think Maynard gives you the strength. Darcy Moore gives you the talent. And with Jeremy Howe you've got the marking power and the cut off there. Half back line, you've got Jack Crisp. You know, he he's a class act, isn't he? He, he really is a class act. What'd you get him from Brisbane originally? Hasn't missed a uh oh, game. I don't think he's missed a game since he came to the pies. Taylor Adams back in will be nice. Oh sorry, I missed the line. Uh Nathan Murphy and Pendles at half back line. So That's a good half-back line, even though the Dacos will go back there
3: instead of... um, Well, there's a cloud under Nick Dacos too. Is there? What's his? They've been sort of nursing him throughout the week.
2: Okay, so that's why he's not playing that half-back line, I suppose you could say. (laughs) In the the midfield, Noble, a couple of years ago didn't think he was going to make it, but this year he's been good, he tackles hard, runs hard. Good on him, Adams. Back in there is terrific, Quainer. He's really a backman, not a wingman, but he does fill the role, and he has a crack. I like that. Uh, Jamie Elliott. Now, just a thing, ladies and gentlemen out there listening, Your Royal Football Club have got a r- auction on this weekend. All right, they came this afternoon, picked up half a dozen prints off me, and one of the prints they put up that's going up for auction tomorrow night is a Jamie Elliott print. And it could go for quite a dollar or two So if you've got an interest in a Jamie Elliott Especially if he kicks the winning goal yet again Yet again uh, (laughs) They've got a Dusty Martin A big Dusty Martin one they've got They've got a few really good ones coming up for auction Tomorrow night at the Eroa Ground Sorry to get sidetracked Darcy Cameron I think you've got a problem at at the pies, truthfully Nick Dacos has hurt his back Okay I, I don't think Darcy Cameron's good enough to play first ruck And I know Mason Cox is not good enough to play your first ruck. If you get rid of Grundy, I, I think you're taking a back seat. If, if you bring in Lob, Lob's not a ruckman. No, he can fill in, and these other guys are only fill-ins too. You don't have a number one ruckman. I think they're sold on Cameron.
1: Well, I'm not. He's been serviceable. But Gr- Grundy is, is Grundy injured, Stats, or is he just refusing to play? No, no, he's injured. That's not what the word
3: is out there. Well, the word is out there that he's had enough. I, I don't buy into words because all those words, how many of them are in the inner sanctum of the Collingwood Football Club? You buy into the fact that he's injured. You've well, bought into injured. one side. Well, he's injured. I mean, he hasn't played for several weeks. I mean, I deal, I deal with facts and what's in front of me, and he hasn't played for how long? But why? Because he's injured.
2: Oh. Joe so McCready there fills in that half forward line. Full forward, you have got Nick Davis is lined up there. He hasn't played there all season, so that's not going to happen. Mychek, geez, a hit and miss guy, isn't he? One week he'll kick you four or five, and look a million dollars. Next week he can't touch it. And Josh is had a terrific year. He, he's actually taken that next step. Who goes to Hawkins? Well, you've got no. You'd send Darcy Moore there. He's the only one big enough and strong enough to to do it. And then I'd probably send Maynard to
3: Cameron. Cameron. What yeah. about Murphy?
2: Well, I'm
1: not, I'm not overly... He's big enough to do it, but does he have the experience and the yeah. tank to go with Cameron? Uh, Maynard probably does. But Maynard wants to play that
3: bit loose sort of role. Mm-hmm. So I reckon that'll be Jeremy Hale's role. I reckon what'll happen, I reckon you're right, I reckon Maynard will pick up Jeremy Cameron, I reckon Moore will go to Hawkins, and I reckon they'll play Howe as a spare. Yeah, and that's his role, because he can come
2: in and take those big nice marks, we love him taking marks there, so, you know, and that, you look at their, the followers, Mason Cox, Jordan Ngoi and Steele Sidebottom, Steele's found a little bit of form again late in the season, Ngoi. Neither of those are going to play full minutes in the midfield So after a couple of years ago Having one of the best, if not the best Midfield in the comp, Collingwood You now have 8 or 10 Bits and pieces So that's a bit of a concern Their bench
1: in, is fairly solid too
2: though Lipinski, Hoskin Elliott, both In in and out of games Ginevan, yep, he's a, I think he's a coming star Just tidy up your Your stupidity he can play footy There's no doubt about that He get, comes on the ground Kicks two or three goals
3: He is an absolute Little class He's only player. 19 He's yeah. yet to mature Yeah But
2: as a footballer He's still good yet And he, imagine what He's going to be When he does fill into that 23, 24 year age group And I love this Ash Johnson He is A cold Fish Takes the mark. Isn't
3: he a gun under oh, pressure?
2: Yeah, he just grabs him. No, go back. It. It's fine. Yeah, well, you'd have he come him kicking from? for your life, wouldn't you? Yep.
1: Well, where'd he come from, stats? Is he a mid year draft? I, yeah, I, he's just a mid year draft. Like, yeah.
3: yeah, I'm not really too sure about his I, back I, I don't
1: recall him as we were doing, going through AFL drafts early in the year. His name didn't, ri- didn't ring a bell to me at all. So, Katz
2: and Geelong. I think Cats are, are going to win. I, I, I think they've been the best team all year. They're still playing, and they, I think they've still got more to grow. They, they've won every week. They haven't had to be pushed. The Pies will push them. If they're within 20 points, look out Cats.
1: I, I look at the, the back lines of both teams, and I see the Cats just having that edge. To Jack Henry, Tom Stewart, Mitch Duncan, Zach Tui. They're going to, I think they can account for check Dacos, McCreary, whichever tall Cameron or Cox's playing centre forward. I think they can account for that. And Ash Johnson came out of Sturt in the sample yeah, for the mid year draft. Yep. So that's just, there's proof that the, the mid year draft works. Mm. The guys mm. playing in a final. We yep. saw Pickett play in a grand final. Yep. Uh, I think Pickett was a mid year draft as well. I think so. Yep. So, but if I look at the the pie's back line, Darcy Moore, Maynard, yes. How take a couple of screamers and do his job. But the rest of it just looks that little bit pace off to keep up with Stengel and Myers. The Rowan.
2: Been. They've been like that all year. And yet what do they do? They, they have... rebound
1: and they go through and yeah. if that's the case, then the one name at the the one number on the field that everyone's
2: got to be watching is Nick Dacos. Oh, I think the one guy that they've got to be watching on the field is Jamie Elliott. If the ball's if got to come, get to Elliott. Yeah, I know. But when it does, he's another dead-eye dick, and he win- does it when the game's on the balance. Yes,
1: but the ball's got to get to him. And the sure. ball in AFL these days comes off the half-back line, and, and most attacks start from there. So for mm. me, though, I've got to go the Cats. I think that the, the, the runs are on the board. That for them, that it's going to be a close game, and I, I'm just going to. The line was 16 and a half yesterday. It's pushed out to 19 and a half today, so the, the punting market's moving a bit more to the Cats winning easily. But I, I you can't write the pies off at, at this point. So, <laughs> oh no, well, you cannot. What are your thoughts? 12 points to the
3: to the well, Cats. Well, the one thing on Collingwood, they're not going to. we Geelong get eight goals in a row? And I think it was. Back in round three where they kicked seven or so in a row and overran Collingwood. Collingwood aren't going to get away with allowing Geelong to pole goal on goal on goal and expect to try and come from behind and beat Geelong. That ain't going to happen. Well, the other thing that can't happen is the Pies can't
2: and get away with it is go out and kick six or eight goals to one on the other end and then stop for two th- two quarters and allow the other team to catch up. If your pies get out that five or six goals, they've got to go on with it for the next three quarters,
1: and that's what's going to make it a good game. Is that both these teams have the power to
3: put the other away? Mm. You, but you see, who are your and stats? We well, have to I, move I, I, on. I'm, I'm. Look, I've taken Collingwood at the line because I never back against Collingwood. But if I was a neutral, you, you would probably have to be Geelong because I believe of all the clubs that Geelong would be able to absorb Collingwood's pressure for longer. And then that will plateau Collingwood out. So they'll absorb the pressure and then go in for the kill. And the Geelong's third quarters can be pretty brutal
1: yeah. as, if they get moving. So, uh, yeah, how br- margin, Bridges? Oh,
2: Cats by 17 or 18, something uh, like and that.
3: Well, I've got the line at, at 19 and Yeah, a but half, you're so tipping the pies, aren't you? Yeah, oh, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say take Collingwood at the line. So you're going to say Collingwood lose? Well, I'm saying take Collingwood at the line, and hopefully you collect money. So Collingwood are <laughs> going so to lose by up to, to
1: 19 points. Great fate stats. You you obviously want to go on next week and play an extra game of footy. That's how you're going to get superstar out of Jamie Elliott, who so plays that extra game. Yep. Uh, okay, let's jump on to Dockers versus the Bulldogs. This one is at 8.10 p.m. It is over at Optus Stadium. It'll be a sellout. There'll be... Fifty or oh, sixty thousand people there. When they have a sellout, they fill it up. They do not fill like the MCG is a sellout and only gets ninety thousand. Which tonight's a sellout for ninety thousand. Yes, and so is tomorrow. Banfield omitted and Luke Mead omitted. Nat Fife out injured. Griffin, again. yeah, he's hurt his hammy again. So maybe we talk about players that. Uh, maybe nearing their body's end Fife might be one of those uh, Griffin Logue, Jaya Miss And Rory Lobb come in So some good ins. But Fife is an experienced out And across at the Bulldogs Josh Bruce has been omitted uh, Libber is uh, out uh, li- I can't remember Oh, Hammy for Libba I'm not Ooh. sure if we're even going to see Libba again for the season Freddie was quite uh, upset about Libba out Because Libba's been part of the engine room well and truly Robbie McComb was the sub. Taylor Geray is out for personal reasons. So Alex Keith comes in. JJ comes in. And Toby McLean. Aaron Norton plays
3: his 100th game. Stats? Yeah, boys. Uh, Fremantle are favourites at home at Optus Stadium. $1.48. The Dogs are two sixty-five. dollars 65 The Lions 13.5. And, and after the Geelong Collingwood game at the MCG, we are straight to Optus Stadium for Fremantle taking on the Dogs tomorrow night. Uh, with, of course, Glenn Mitchell, Jacob Lansmere and Oua Ash McGrath in uh, special comments tomorrow evening. at
2: home. Look, they've played some good football this year, some brilliant football and some poor, the odd poor game. They have an advantage in that they're playing at home. They've had a week off. I'm sure they didn't waste that week. They would have gone back to looking at early games and saying, what did we do to win? How did we do that? We moved the ball. We used our forwards, our big forwards to take the mark. We used our little guys to come in and, uh, and race it through and kick goals. And that's what we really need to do against a big midfield. The Dogs are a midfield. They defence? No. Are they forward? Yeah, they got one guy up there. The rest are pretty average. So the Bulldogs, to beat the Bulldogs, you've got to break even in the midfield. If you break even in the midfield, you don't have to always win it, but you break even in the midfield, your defence will beat their forwards and your forwards will hang in there against the, the average backs of the, the Dogs. The Dogs are just not quite there this season at all. They've, had, I think they've, had, they've made finals, yes, but that's a default of other teams mucking up what they should have won. I think their game style this year is average at the Bull, Bulldogs. So often they handball, 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 and if the other team's half-switched on, they don't tackle the handballer, they tackle the handballee. He farms it out to you, Jace, I'll tackle you instead. If I get him, let him handball He's not going to run away and kick it on me. I can have confidence that I can just hit you hard, and that stops their run. And when the Bulldogs don't get any run, they don't get in their forward lines, and they lose. And I just can't... Marcus um, Bondapelli's had an average season. Couple of good games. The rest of them have been average. You've been carrying a couple of little niggles, sure. Tim English was brilliant till he went off with concussion. Come back, he's just an average ruckman now. And I cannot see the dogs going over there to Perth and winning. I just can't see it happening.
3: I actually can. I actually think they can win, and I'll tell you for why. I think that they can kick a winning score and Fremantle, or can't. And I, I think that. What do you class a winning well, I think score? Free, well, I ninety to hundred. And how many times this year of Bulldogs done that? Well, uh, they're, capable they're capable of it. They're capable of it with But that how many midfield. times this year? Well, what year about they done Fremantle? It? I'll, I'll reverse the... How go and have a look at Fremantle's offensive scoring this season. It is Ye- yes, mightily low. But their defence has been twice as good as the Bulldogs. Yeah, but I think that they can beat the defence. Well, well yeah. I think their midfield can right, over yeah, the yeah, defence. Okay.
1: Uh, the interesting one I'll, I'm looking forward to seeing is how their forward line functions with both Darcy and Jamara Hagan in there, obviously beside the existing guys Cody Waitman and Norton. But Josh Bruce made way for Darcy to go forward, and then yes. Alex Keith dropped into the back line. So the magnets have swung but around dropped
2: Keith a couple of times over the last month or two. Yeah, he's
1: been injured most of those times no, that he's twice dropped. they've just clearly dropped, but just as admitted, he's been dropped. And what's, who are their emergencies? Steph Martin, Josh Bruce, Robbie McComb, and how, Taylor, how can Taylor Duray be the emergency if, if he's, he's out, out on. for personal reasons? <laughs> Why don't they write omitted and, and, and just be truthful with it? That doesn't make any sense. What are your sense.
2: thoughts on the game, Jake? Uh,
1: look... Uh, Brocky's already... He's playing next week. He's already... I was talking to Brock earlier. There is no game. It's just straight Fremantle have won it easy. I'm like, Brock, it doesn't work that way, man. It's not in Melbourne. Fremantle have played their best football this year in Melbourne. They've dropped games at home against clubs that were well out of the eight, that were not good enough. And the clubs they've dropped the games on were clubs with decent ball movement through, when they get it going. Uh, Essendon, St Kilda, those sort of clubs that have plenty of bad days. But on their day, they run the ball quick and they move it forward. I like the Bulldogs still. I I just got a feeling that they've got the ability to
3: do it, but they've got to start well. And they've been there and done it before. A lot of these Fremantle players haven't been in a final before. The Dogs have been there, done it. We've seen them win a flag with most of those players coming from uh, the bottom half of, of course, the top eight. I, I just think experience counts a lot in finals. The thing I look Tom, Tom Libretore coming out does concern me. Major concern, yep. I, I just can't don't think they've they
2: played well enough all year, all year. To my mind, they have just well, not. I, I, I could make that same case for Fremantle. Not, no, no, I, I know different completely. When Freo off when they lost to the Suns, it was wet. They got plenty of ball. They just couldn't put it through the I goal. I believe it's going to when be, they beat. I Melbourne, believe it's going to be wet in Perth. Well, if it's going to be wet, that does help the Bulldogs because Freo don't particularly like the wet. But when they beat uh, Melbourne, Freo, it was their run, their gun, their from back line to forward line movement of the ball. That is, and they, that's been way better than most other clubs on its day.
1: I, I like the fact that people like uh, over the year, Frederick has evolved into a midfielder, whereas it looked like he was just going to be a small forward forever. He, he's, so they're giving... Pays. The, their young players have stepped up for them, but I just feel that the Dogs have got the experience to get over the line. You talk about big games, but they fill their stadium anyway. So they ha- they play under a full one-eyed Fremantle crowd every time. And there's not going to be a huge Bulldogs presence there. So the crowd's not going to be a real lot different than a normal game that's a big, decent game so over there. So your
2: cardboard cutouts won't be required at the, the Optus Oval?
1: No. There'll be no stat- Statsys cardboard cutout. Will not be there. Mm. So there's two extra seats they can sell. Yep.
3: <laughs> okay, I'm going with the uh, preo though.
1: Yeah, I'm on the dogs. I'm I on, think on the, the, the dogs.
3: dogs. Can upset them there at Optus the Stadium. Uh, I'm
1: I'm on the dogs. I'd like to see that. Not only that, um, I I kind of want to eliminate a few of these out of state clubs and get down to a Victorian final at the MCG because we haven't seen it, you know, that for a while. Mm. So. Uh, Next game is starts in 39 minutes, and we need to get off air in about five, boys, because they'll be just about ready to kick into gear. And it is Melbourne versus Sydney, and the lineups we've got for that are Bowie has been omitted, James Jordan was the medical sub last week, and Christian Salem, Joel Smith come into the side. Petrarca clocks up 150. Uh, shame they weren't for St Kilda. Uh, Tom Sparrow plays his 50th. And across at the Swans, uh, Braden Campbell comes in. Uh, Sam Wicks was the medical sub, so I'm just bringing up the list because I got a feeling uh, Braden Campbell will be the medical sub there. I'll jump to the the news, which will give me the subs locked in, and the subs are yeah Joel
3: Smith and Braden Campbell are the two subs as it goes through. Yeah, the odds Melbourne are the favourites. They're a dollar fifty or one the two on in the old. Sydney at $2.65, the line is 12 and a half. And our call team this evening when we get off air for the opening bounce at the MCG will be Ron Rogers, Chris Johnson and Andrew Cracker for the National Indigenous Radio Service. Melbourne have been brilliant early in
2: the season. What were they on? a Big winning streak. Then they hit a hurdle. and I, I'm it, Lost to the pies and then... Oh, they lost to Frio, and
1: they lost quite a few. They lost to enough. the Swans, 61-73 at the MCG.
2: Yes. And I, what I am and that that's a um, Stephen May issue. Out on the grog, had a brawl with his mate, or one of his ex-mates. <laughs> and that derailed Melbourne, you can say what you like. But the last few weeks of the season, I think Melbourne were starting to get their game together. Against Brisbane, they really had that link, up and running, solid, between the backs, mids, towards their forwards. It worked well. It was terrific to watch. I was really impressed with the way they moved the ball, Melbourne. Over the Swans, I haven't done anything wrong. You know, they've won their last six, seven games. I went down the last game of the year and watched Swans and Saints. And I wasn't overly impressed with, the Swans. Maybe they already knew they were going to you know, play finals uh, They were off on the night But I wasn't overly impressed Papley's had a week or two off That's good for him Their forward line is okay Franklin, Papley, Clark You know, th- there's some really good players in there And the midfield, it works There's nothing wrong with the Swans I, 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 If they won, would
3: not surprise me But I'm tipping Melbourne Melbourne, okay uh, Stats, what are your thoughts on this one? Look, I, I think... Sydney, in recent times, they've got a very good record against Melbourne. I think it's something like at the MCG, it's seven from eight or seven from nine against Melbourne in recent times. So the MCG definitely holds no fears for Sydney. Look, I just like them as uh, I think they're so even uh, across the field, both in defence, into their midfield, into their forward line. And like you've got Papley having a fantastic year. Uh, Logan McDonald kicked three goals against them when they last met. Callum Mills, I reckon, might go to Clayton Oliver on the evening to try and shut him down. The great thing about, uh, of course, Mills in that role is that he actually goes and gets the footy himself. And I, I just, I really do like... Where Sydney are right now as a football club. I I, I, I just think that uh, they're great value at $2.65, and I'm all over them to beat Melbourne this evening. I think they can get the job done. Yeah, what are your thoughts, Jace? Oh, look, it, this is a
1: tough game. One of the things that does come into play with it is that Gastro jumped a bit through Melbourne yesterday. Uh, mm. Hibbert, Goodwin, and a suspected few others uh, are probably a few kilos lighter That's than they would Goodwin
2: have been getting the, the the shits because he gives me the shits often.
3: <laughs> I don't particularly like the guy. But as a, as a, a premiership coach, coach, British. Yeah. And, and hello uh, to the Goodwin family if you're listening on fm985.com.au. <laughs> <well>, uh, <laughs> Hope you're fine. having a cracking Friday evening ahead of the big but game. But is family's still listed. fine,
1: just he isn't. But Hibbert's still listed, so... He's out there to play. Uh, I think if uh, whoever Hibbert's playing on, he'll possibly get the job on Papley. Papley needs to run real hard and see what's in his tank, and that, that will be a bit of an issue. Look, it's a tough one because I love the kids from the Swans. I love seeing, you know, even young Will Haywood, that the second level kids that are starting to step up and come through. Row Bottom's been great the last few weeks. Last couple of years, yes. Well, even the last few weeks, he stepped to another level again. Errol Goulden, the last eight weeks, has been brilliant. Heaney. Um, Heaney Well Heaney's just Heaney You know It's not a new thing For Heaney to be that good The He's McCartan now,
3: brothers Down back They've been sensational They have
2: But against Saints They were average I thought Paddy was okay Very good marking But Tom had a poor knot uh, Chad Warner Is
1: He's still in the I believe in the Brownlow considerations I, I don't think he'll win But he could very easily yeah, be. Yeah, well th-
2: we were looking at odds of it the other day, and he's not even in the top fifteen as far as well, odds go. Well, his end of the season was good enough, but there, so
1: I look at that and I, I like it. But I think then we get to youth, ninety thousand at the G. Uh, the a fair chunk of them are going to be Melbourne. The pressure we saw last night, fifty metre penalties being paid, and the player two metres from the umpire couldn't even hear him being told that he was had he'd got the fifty. So it was going to be a loud game. That all comes back to Melbourne. I, I think I've got to stick with the Ds. Uh, also, uh, I want our sponsor back. So, you know, if I, if well, I drop I, drop off the Ds now, then what's Joey going to say? Finishing point,
2: out of the two coaching positions, who who is likely to make changes enough to win a game as against going with the norm? Is it Longmire? Or is it a good one? I reckon Longmire. Longmire. That's, yeah, I, I do too. If it's not working at halftime or whatever, he, he's a master technician. I think he's just outstanding as a coach. He, Whereas Melbourne... He's great on his feet and on the run, isn't he? Mm, to yes. make a change. To make a
1: change and it works. Yeah. yeah. Whereas Melbourne just give the ball to Petrarca and Oliver in that third quarter
3: and expect it just to happen. It, and if it doesn't, then they, they don't have a plan B, Melbourne. And it's, and it's not change for change's sake a lot of the time. No, it's, right. it's well thought out and constructed. Yep.
2: What's happening in the first half or the first quarter or whatever, where are we falling down? We're falling down because of this. All right, well, what are we going to do? We're going to do this. We're, and Whereas
3: Let's, other coaches will hit and hope yeah, sort other, of thing. Other
2: coaches will go to you and say, listen, you're losing your, your spot. You're you know, you not doing your job. Lift your game. Uh, so That's, who are you tipping bridges? How much? Melbourne by 27.
3: Twenty-seven.
1: Oh, Bridges is just
3: steamrolling them. Yep, I'm Melbourne. I'm Melbourne tonight. Yeah, no, I'm Sydney. They've got a great record at the MCG against Melbourne. They seem to be Melbourne's kryptonite over the last couple of seasons. And I, I just think that... Uh, is the record like 11 out of the last 12, something like yeah, that? Yeah, something really swayed towards the Swans. I know the MCG record itself is like 7 from 8 for, to Sydney. Or something like that. It might be seven from nine, or something like that. But it's heavily swayed towards Sydney at two dollars sixty-five. I can't not be on them. Up until last year, Saints had beaten Melbourne sixteen
2: times, or something in a row. Yeah, but Swans and but n- Melbourne would have played a few times since even the last. If we go back to the last four.
1: Swans have won those in
2: past history. When a side jumps like Melbourne has, gone from being a dishlicker up to playing finals and winning a grand final, the, the previous history to
3: that lift is irrelevant. Well, how about we just go back to earlier this year where last start, Sydney beat them at the MCG. And that
2: was just a, and, this a, year. and everybody tipped
3: Melbourne beforehand
2: and Sydney just did enough on the night to win by, what, two goals? Yep. Just let yep. me bring up that one. I'm just
1: clicking on the net to have a look at the timeline on that. Uh, Melbourne were in front by 25 points in the second quarter. Uh, Sydney got back to in front by half-time And Melbourne got back out to about 12 points in the final quarter Back in round 12 Back in round 12 Before Sydney ended up running over the line by 12 who was in front
2: at the end of the night?
1: Swans Swans were Were they the better term of the day? Yeah Uh, Up and down game Max Gorn was a superstar in that game 28 disposals for Big Max He had had at that one Uh, Clayton Oliver 29 And tackle-wise Callum Mills and Sam Reid both with 10 apiece So they tackled ferociously. Mm -hmm. Swans
3: 75 to 55 tackles. The Swans won the marks. They won the stoppages. They won the clearances. They won the uh, inside 50 count on the evening. And they won the one percenters. Well, now we're up to who wants to play a prelim final at home. And I think Melbourne do. Melbourne by six points. Uh, Stats, what was your margin? I think Sydney can win this and I think that they can win by, say, three goals. So I'll say 18 points. Okay, Sydney.
1: just quickly before we go, our questions come in.
3: Early, quick tip for the
2: Brownlow. I'm still, I think Lockie Neal's got it one, but if it's not Lockie Neal, I reckon it'd be Oliver. Starts. I'm thinking Clayton Oliver. I'm um,
1: still on um, Patty Cripps. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll no doubt have a big lot to talk about if Paddy Cripps wins and we end up with another Judd scenario. But anyway, there's a, a, a bit of info for you. Look, enjoy the football this week. If the games are all like last week, win or lose last in night. Uh, last night, yeah, win or lose because like, it, it was just an amazing spectacle to watch. Uh, and just,
2: just before you finish... Last year, the AFL had the week by and it was as boring as all hell. This year, they had enough brains and gumption to move the ladies opening round last weekend. I thought it was terrific. Filled the weekend in. I thought it was just wonderful and some good games of footy. And Saints are third on the ladder. Okay, that won't last But I, I
1: just Hey think they didn't win a game I don't think last, three, year, well, yeah. three last
2: year But I think that was good Did you watch much of it Yeah starts? I
3: watched a lot of it And listened so, to a lot of it Congratulations to the ABC yeah. Just on that yes. uh, Broadcasting six of the nine games Throughout the yep, weekend I yep. thought it was fantastic And yeah I did watch a lot of it So I think it was a
2: brilliant move AFL women's On that bye weekend Opening round I thought it was great And I don't think we've missed Or been in the lag We were the years before that
1: so A subject we can talk about next week Is uh, about uh, women's games Being able to be Before or after But I believe Tonight or It's either tonight or tomorrow There's a women's game Prelude to, to the game There's a game currently Yeah played. I've been played now Yep so it's tonight But is so. it at
2: that ground Yes Okay
1: Yep there is a, a, a pre-game Women's game Good. for it Which is a great thing to do So yep.
2: Alright uh, thank
1: you everybody thank you guys for listening uh, well, no, for being here again. yeah over time thank you everybody for listening enjoy the football thanks to Pat and Tina's of course for sponsoring us good luck to Joey and his demons uh, good luck to Tina and her cats that's just the important thing to go see there's a, there's a method to my tipping thinking,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> thank you everybody you're live and local here on 1fm cheer, cheer the red and
0: the white, on a from the sky, what though the odds be great or small, Stars will go in and win over all, while her loyal sons are marching onward to victory. It's a grand old flag, it's a high-flying flag, it's the emblem for me and for you. Sing this song to you Show the face.
4: Pat and Tina's BP Service Station North Shepparton has been serving people living in and visiting our region for now more than 50 years. There's no other place you can still experience driveway service delivered with a smile, the old-fashioned way. Supplier of BP Ultimate Fuels, they will wash your windows, check under your bonnet and even do your tyres while you wait. Next time you're filling up, do it at Pat and Tina's BP Service Station. GV Highway, North Shepparton. 1FM Sponsor.
1: You've been listening to a 1FM Podcast.